Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And Grandpa always had a beautiful garden out there in the backyard. I'd, I'd get out in that garden and preach to the cabbage heads. I think sometimes yet I'm preaching to cabbage heads. You know, th- those cabbage heads never did change your expression. I don't know whether some people can't, but you get in some congregations and, and it looks like there's some people that it'd break their face if they smile. So you'd get tired when there's no response, you get tired. And so I got tired of preaching those cabbage heads and go over and preach to the bean vines. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, The Gifts and Callings of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. Notice what Paul said in the 7th chapter of Romans. 7th chapter of Romans. For I was alive. Now notice. See, he's talking about spiritually, not physical. I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Well, you know he didn't die physically because he's physically writing this letter to him. He's talking about spiritually. You see, in other words, his spirit was alive to God. But he reached the age of accountability, which is a different age with different people, knowing the difference between right and wrong. The commandment came And so he said that he died. Amen. And sin revived and I died. And and so little children's spirits are alive to God. Foursquare pastor said to me, his wife said to me, they were pastor of a church in in, uh, Nebraska. In fact, they graduated from their Bible school, went there. Uh, to and, and began a new work. There no, wasn't any full gospel church back there then in this little Grand Island, Nebraska. And so then his roommate in college or in Bible school was killed in a plane accident, a plane wreck. And so he was going to help in the funeral back over to the state of Oregon. And someone in their town had a small plane. He said, well, I'll just fly you over there. So she said, we got up, our, you know, early in the morning, about 5 o'clock. And, and the boy was 5 years old and the girl 3. And I didn't want to leave them, the parsonage, you know. But I said, so I put them in the back. They're sound asleep. Put them just in their night clothes in the back seat of the car. We drove out here to the airport. My husband kissed me goodbye, got into the plane. And this airplane, little old plane, started down the runway. And that little five-year-old boy suddenly stood straight up in bed, or straight up there in the back seat and said, Mama, Mama, Daddy's not on that plane, is he? She said, you know, he's going to preach so-and-so. Well, I said, don't he know that plane will run into that mountain? And it ran into the mountain and killed him. I said, how come that kid to know it? His spirit's alive to God. I said, his spirit is alive, was alive to God. Well, how come they didn't know it? Didn't, wasn't their spirit? They born again. For, yes. But you see, through the years, their mind had been educated at the expense of the spirit. That's our great problem today is our minds have been educated at the expense of our spirits. Amen. My grandmother tells me about one of her children 
nine years old, name was Ernest. My grandfather at that time had a farm that he owned it and also had a country store that he ran. And so Ernest was nine years old. Now, of course, they didn't know everything we know now, but they were church people and knew God to some extent. And so she said, uh, Ernest kept wanting to pick cotton. It's time to pick cotton. No, it's not, not exactly right yet. So, and in those days, they'd closed the store up at noon. So they closed the store up at noontime. And they were having, they called it dinner. We call it lunch today. And, uh, and, and you could just look out the window and see the cotton, you know, come right up almost to the house, all the beautiful white bowls of cotton. And so uh, my grandmother said, I, I said to him, Ernest, where are we going to get your desire? We're going to start picking cotton Monday morning. See, this was Saturday at noon. Monday morning, we're going to start picking cotton. Nine-year-old boy, he spoke up and said, I won't be here. What do you mean you won't be here? He said, I'm going to be up there with Jesus. And he was. How do you know that? His spirit is alive to God. Did you hear me? Amen. Amen. Paul said, I was alive without the law. But when the commandment came, in other words, he didn't know, but the time came when he did know. The commandment came. Sin revived. And I died. Amen. But thank God, our spirits now have been born again. That's the reason they need to be born again. Those who have little children have been born again. Their spirits are alive to God. If they went home, they went home to be with Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God forevermore. So, the Lord said to me, I called you before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born and many times since then. But my angels have watched over and cared for you until this present hour. Now, that's the reason that on the inside of me, as a little child, I knew God called me to preach or to the ministry. Now, people ask kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they ask my brother, oldest brother, two years older than I, what do you want to be when you grow up? And in his day, he wanted to be a cowboy or a truck driver. Well, he come out, wound up wearing cowboy boots and driving a truck. Most all of his life, that's all he ever did, drive a truck. He had, when he passed away, I think, what was it, 30 or 50 pairs of boots. <laughs> he had collected, most of them had been given to him through the years. How many was there? 50? Yeah, my wife says 50. 50 pairs of boots. Amen. Well, he got exactly what he said. <laughs> Amen. Now, my grandmother told me, said they wouldn't ask you, and I, I remember I got up old enough to, to, then to remember, wouldn't ask me. They thought I was too young to know. And I'd speak up, couldn't speak, I'd speak up and say, I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher. What I meant was I'm a preacher. <laughs> Praise God. I knew that when I was three years old. I knew that when I was four years old. And we didn't start the school in my day in the first grade till you're seven years old. Amen. And so I, I, my, my, my father left when I was just six years old. And uh, we went to live with my grandparents on my mother's side of the family. And Grandpa always had a beautiful garden out there in the backyard. I'd, I'd get out in that garden and preach to the cabbage heads. 
I think sometimes yet I'm preaching to cabbage heads. You know, those cabbage heads never did change your expression. I don't know whether some people can't, but you get in some congregations and it look like there's some people it'd break their face if they smiled. So you'd get tired when there's no response. You get tired. And so I got tired of preaching those cabbage heads and go over and preach to the bean vines. And then in the wintertime when they didn't have any garden, I'd go down to the barn. Now, in those days, though we lived in town, still didn't have all the restrictions you got today. <laughs> Amen. Got to have a permit now to breathe. <laughs> so uh, Grandpa kept a cow and a part of town where we were, where we could in those days. The lot was real deep. And so I'd go down in the wintertime, climb up in the loft and preach to the bales of hay. I mean, if you got the preach in you, it's going to come out. It's just like a rooster. You don't have to say, well, is he a rooster? I mean, if he's a rooster, he's going to be crowing. Amen. And if you got the preach in you, it'll come out if you let it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I knew all my life. But now then, what did he call you to do? Well, there is just what we call sort of a general ministry. And more or less pastors... I say this a lot of times, that there's similarity in the spiritual world as there is in the, to the natural. For instance, in the medical profession, there are some people that are just family doctors. Uh, they're general practitioners, so to speak. Then there are those that are specialists in different areas. Well, a pastor has to minister to everybody. Amen. So he has more of a general ministry. He doesn't just simply uh, specify you know, or, or work in one area only. But those of us who are called to special ministries, we work primarily in that area. That doesn't mean that's the only area. Now, thank God for the faith message. And the Lord spoke to me. Now, to me it was. I was by myself in May of 1950. But to me it was an audible voice, just like any man speaking. And it was a man's voice. I believe it was Jesus, though I didn't see him, said, I want you to go teach my people faith. Now, you understand that occasionally, once in a while, that I'd speak on the subject of faith? Amen. But he said, I want you to go teach. That means he wanted me to specify. He wanted me to be a specialist in this area. I want you to go teach my people faith. I've taught you faith through my word, I permitted you to go through certain experiences. And you've learned faith both through the Word and by experience. Now, go teach my people what I taught you. So when he said that to me, you, you understand, I'd left my last church in February of 1949. Went out on the field from church to church holding what we call revival meetings. I only had night services. We didn't have day services. And now you see, May of 1950 then, you see, February, March, April, May. In other words, 15 months later, 15 months I'd been out there, you see, and no day services, no teaching services. And so I began to have day services and teach on the subject of faith. In other words, just special. Amen. Because that's what he said do. Praise God forevermore. Amen. And most of the time, 
Now, I speak on other subjects. You know that. You've been there. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, The Destiny Package, featuring the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit, and How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, both by Ken Hagan. Plus, The Gifts and Callings of God, three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan. All three resources for just $34.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. In June, mm-hmm. you people on the West Coast, we're coming we're to coming the Washington here. area. The Northwest, I should have said. That's right. We haven't been out there in a while. We're going to be in Vancouver, Washington mm-hmm. at Faith Center Church uh, with Glenn and Theresa Johnson. June uh, the 9th through the 11th. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move over. And we're going to go over to Spokane Christian Center, Spokane, mm-hmm. Washington, with Rick and Linda Sharkey. And that'll be June the 12th through the 14th. That's right. And if you're in that area or yes. have friends in that area, hey, call them and tell them yes. about this. If Rama for Today has blessed your life, then consider giving a financial gift to help offset the cost of broadcasting this program in your area. Our partners make this radio program possible. We thank you for all your support. Interested in becoming a partner? Call today and request Partner Packet. That number is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.